0: I'd like to welcome everybody this morning. We uh, appreciate being here and appreciate everybody making an effort to be here. We enjoyed our children this morning, and uh, that first song they sing, uh, you know—it's just a just a little reminder of uh, we got to be ready to go every day. The devil's on his job every day, and we uh, we got to have the armor on and be ready for whatever he's going to throw at us every day. And it's easy to, uh, I guess, get lazy or. Uh, not, uh, not do the things we need to do every day. I know I'm guilty of that, but we just need to uh, give our best effort every day and uh, try to pray and read our Bible and just uh, live and act the way we should for the Lord every, each and every day. But we appreciate being here. And uh, I'm gonna ask, Dad, will you dismiss us to Sunday school?
1: advantage of standing up here I can take that mask off anyway (laughs) Uh, we're glad to be here this morning and uh, our lesson our lesson this morning is in first Samuel the 19th chapter in the first seven verses and uh, Just talking about <clears throat> when Saul was trying to kill David, and uh, uh, you gotta go, you got gotta go back and when Israel was Samuel was judging Israel and they didn't have a king. They were just following their the Lord really, because they uh but the Israelites wanted to be like the other nations. And if the church ain't careful, if we ain't careful, we'll take a notion we want to be like everybody else is. Uh when I was I was teaching young people's class, uh that was one of the main questions that they asked. Why is it our friends go to such and such churches, and and they can do all this and that and the other, and we ain't allowed to. And if if uh, if we if we take a notion we want to be like the others, then we'll end up in trouble like Israel did. If now Israel had a few good kings, but there wasn't very many. Most of them, if you read if you read the books of kings and and chronicles most of them it'll tell you they made israel to sin and uh so they there was a lot of them that that wasn't no count and uh but anyway god god told they wanted a king so god told samuel said they've not rejected you they've rejected me and uh but he told him, said, "You go, you go anoint Saul as king." And uh, God, if we ain't careful, we can ask, we can ask God for something, and uh, He might try to teach us a lesson, like He did the Israelites. It wasn't God's will to give them a king, but He answered, He answered their request. He gave them one. He said, I'll show them them what they're asking for, more or less. And uh, so it made Saul king, and and on down the line a little ways, God told Saul to go down and fight against the Amorites, I believe it was. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's who it was. Go down and fight against the Amorites and destroy them completely kill everybody and all their cattle don't bring nothing back and they they went down and they won the battle but Saul brought the king back alive and they brought back a bunch of the cattle and the sheep and uh uh so God told Sam, told Samuel you go down uh I, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but you go down and talk to, to Saul. And he went down and earned it. And Saul told him when he first seen him, he said, I, I've done what the Lord told me to. And Samuel said, if that's the case, what's, what's the meaning of this blading and this lowing in my ears? And he said, well, the young men wanted to bring the cattle back for sacrifice. Samuel told him to obey is better than sacrifice. Follow what the Lord tells you to do, and, uh, and He'll take care of you. But he said, now, he told, he told Saul then, I'm just kind of skipping through the story, but he told, he told Saul then, he's, uh, He said, since since you've rejected me. He said, the Lord, the Lord said this. Said, since you've rejected me, then I've rejected you from being king over Israel. And uh, then he he sent Samuel down to Jesse's house to anoint David king over Israel. That's just kind of skipping through the story, but Everybody knows the story. He went through all, all the sons of Jesse till he got down. David was still out keeping the sheep. I heard a fellow say on TV this morning that probably his dad didn't think he was king material because he was still just a kid. And uh, so he just left him out there keeping the sheep. But he's the one that God wanted. So he anointed him king over Israel. And then... You remember the story of Goliath? They uh Jesse sent David down to the battle to check on his his brothers and uh, and to take him some food. And uh he went down there and and then God blessed him to win the victory for him over Goliath. Everybody knows that story. And so Saul uh, really liked him when he done that. He's a great guy. You come back, you come back with me and uh so on and so forth. And and he he even had him play and when he'd get he'd have, he had some kind of spells or something and he'd have David play the harp for him and it'd soothe him. And uh but then Things kind of turned around. Saul got jealous. He he probably he probably knew that God had already anointed David king over Israel. I don't know that for a fact. The Bible don't say that, but I wouldn't doubt it. But he already knew that God had rejected him from being king, because God told him. So if we can God can God can give us something to do in in the kingdom work and if we're not careful maybe maybe God won't take that away from us like he did Saul and I'm, I don't know I don't know every, I don't know everything about the way God operates, but he might not take that away from us but he, he might make us wish he had. If, if, if I don't do my job the way God wants me to do it, then he'll, he, if he wants it done, if he, if he wants a job done just such and such a way, uh, and, and me or you ones not doing it, he'll put somebody else in. And, uh, we might, think, we might think, well, that's, that's my job. Right. They're, they're trying to take my job. God's the one that runs the thing. And, uh, but anyway, Saul got jealous. And that's where this lesson starts today. And Saul spake to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants that they should kill David. David. And uh, in the 15th chapter of 1 Samuel, Samuel was talking, I believe he was still talking to Saul, said, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, And stubbornness is is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. And uh, probably we've got some more lessons dealing with this same story. I didn't look ahead. But uh, Saul stayed in as king for a for a pretty good while, really. After God rejected him, but and David served him. He was he was a captain of his host, and uh, he married he married one of Saul's daughters, so he was Saul's son-in-law. And uh, uh, he was family, but Saul still tried to kill him cause he was jealous when they come when they come back to jerusalem after after the 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 battle where uh, he he killed goliath the women met him in the street singing and they're saying Saul's killed his thousands but David's killed his 10,000s and uh so they was they was praising David more than they was Saul, and he didn't like that. And God's work is not about me and you. that's That's the biggest problem as far as I'm concerned, that's one of the biggest problems that people run into. They let their ego get in get in the way of what they do for God. We've got to keep this head right here out of things. We, you work from God. If you do your job and do it right, it comes from down here. And uh, if if we let this fella get in the way and try to take the credit that belongs to God, then we're, we've sinned. Uh, and and that's hard. It's a hard matter. To keep this guy out of God's business. Did you ever Did you ever have a testimony? And I know you probably have. I've done this a lot of times. I'd be sitting in church and, and God give me a, just a little thought. And really feel real strong that I, I needed to say it. And I'd sit there and think, well, that ain't very much. And I'd, I'd try to add a little to it and make it, make it sound a little better or, or whatever. And by the time I got done, I didn't have no testimony. And uh, what we've got to do is deliver the message, whatever it is, that God gives us nothing more or nothing less. I was thinking this morning or last night sometime, uh, God's got everything fixed just like he wants it. And uh he's got each one of us in the position we're in. And I say this pretty regular, but this is important. In the position that we're in so that we can reach the people that we come in contact with. We can show them Jesus. And uh, it, I, could have a, I could have a real great burden for somebody that's lost. And if I don't, I ain't where I need to be. But I could have a real great burden and maybe be praying for years for people. And, and maybe I'd, I'd, I'd want to go talk to them and, and try to help them all I could. But if God don't give it to you, you, you could possibly be getting in the way. Uh, I've told this a lot of times, I guess, but back when I was a teenager, uh, me and Oakley Webb used to run around together a little bit, and he wasn't saved at that time. And uh, one night we just—I don't—I don't even remember for sure. We we was out and I'd done something that I shouldn't have done. And Oakley Oakley he was there. He knew it, and that bothered me for years. I mean, a long time. Every time I'd see Oakley, I'd feel like a dog. Cause he was still lost, and I worked. I was working at General Motors in defiance, working nights, and I. We had a revival here when I was working up there, and Oakley got saved in that revival. Probably, about as great a blessing as I ever got besides being saved myself, and. Uh, so we can, we, can, we can do just maybe seemingly small things. But if, if somebody lost is looking at us, uh, that might stand in their way. As far as me doing anything to, to convince them they need to get saved. So we need to be very careful. The Bible said, be sure your sins will find you out. And uh, uh, I've, I've heard people, I heard it said way back years ago, uh, people talking about people in the church they didn't have no confidence in. They weren't going to that church. And uh, I would hate It would scare scare me to death, really, if people was talking about me like that. If they wouldn't come to our church because of me, I better go get my casket ready. Because if I'm standing in the way of sinners, woe is me. God's going to move me out of the way one way or another. And... uh, Anyway, Saul was jealous. And the Bible said jealousy is cruel as the grave. Envy. We've, we've got people in this church. It seemed like we got more talent in this church and always have had. Far back as I, back when I was just a little boy. We've had all kinds of talent, real good preachers, real good singers, all the way up. And anything else we needed done, we had people that could do it, both natural and spiritual. God blessed us real good. But if... Just because Bill can sing and I and I can't, don't mean I ought to envy him or be jealous. That's not my job anyway. Like Terry, I believe as Terry said the other day, I might, my my job's just to do what God gives me, and if I do it right, God's pleased. If I if I can keep me out of it. Anybody got any, any comment? Can you see <clears throat> one of us? And, and I know Saul done this, but could you see one of us telling our our son you go kill David or you go kill some, somebody? I don't if I wanted somebody killed, I'd do it myself. oh uh, I wouldn't have my kids mixed up in it, and uh, I, would, I wouldn't want to do that anyway, but <clears throat> anyway, he, he told his servants, and he told Jonathan, but Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David, and Jonathan told David, saying, "Saul, my father, seeketh to kill thee. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself, until the morning, and abide in a secret place, and hide thyself." <clears throat> and I believe when God when God started all this, told Saul he's gonna he he was gonna take the kingship away from him, and and he anointed had had David anointed king over Israel. I believe, well, I know, God knew that all this was going to happen. By the same token, any time God, God gives us something to do, and, and we've got a big job. The biggest job we've got is to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. That's, that's a full-time job. The kids sung that song this morning about putting on the armor. And I I was thinking, you can read in the Bible about all that armor, and there ain't none on your back. God don't want you turning around and running. As long as you're facing the enemy, he's not going to hurt you. But you turn around to run, he's got you. And uh, so we we got a full-time job. And when this this battle this battle is not going to be over, yeah. And I, I Jesus won the war, but the battle we're in is not going to be over till they roll us up here in a box. And then my part of it'll be over, or your part, whoever. One of these days, Jesus is coming back. And take us home and, and all the turmoil, strife, and everything will be over. But anyway. But me and my wife was talking, coming to church. And uh as much of a battle as it is, and, and we didn't we didn't say this, it's it's just come to me, but as much of a battle as it is sometimes to keep yourself where you ought to be. To, to serve the Lord, we had that song on the cross carrier saying, "What a journey!" And my wife, my wife said, "Me and you and the Lord been on a journey a long time." And I said, "Yeah, and it's been a real good one, and still is. And uh, God's, God's blessed us beyond measure." And he'll continue to do so long as we keep our hearts where they ought to be. And I, I ain't saying I've always been perfect. I know better than that. I ain't even been halfway there. But Jesus is perfect, and what he put down in here is perfect, and when I get where I need to be, He can He can take me back where I got that from. Where I was, and you all know all about that. God, God's, He's been good to us. And as much trouble as the devil is to us, this journey is worth the trouble. God's worth the trouble. He's been, He's been better to me than any, than anybody could be the whole world put together. Anyway, anybody got a comment? So God, God had knit their hearts together, if you want to say it that way, Jonathan and David. They were real good friends from the time that David killed Goliath. And, uh, and I believe God done that for a purpose because he knew David was going to need some help at this time. And he provided the help he needed. I I think, and I can't prove this, this is just some of my thoughts in here, but I think there's been probably hundreds of times through our lives that God's brought us around problems that might have got us plumbed down. I believe he's delivered us from things that we don't know nothing about. And, uh, and I, I know he's delivered me from a bunch of things that I know about. So God will take care of us if we'll trust him. If we do like my dad used to tell a story about some old lady somewhere prayed for a mountain to be moved and uh, got up the next morning and it was still there. She said, just like I thought, and uh, if you're praying like that, you might as well keep your mouth shut. by the same token there was another story i heard similar to that where a widow woman didn't have no food in the house and she praying for god to help her out and uh, uh there was a old drunk going by about that time and he heard her praying so he went and got her a sack of potatoes and took them out there and put them on the porch and and she was praising God because he'd give her some food, and that guy was back watching. And he said, ma'am, the Lord didn't do that, I did. And she told him, said, I don't care if he did use the devil to deliver him, the God, God sent him. <laughs> but so God will take care of you. If you're in need, the Bible said he'd supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. He'll take care of us. And we need His Spirit to be able to do anything. And I will go out and stand beside my Father in the field where thou art, and I will commune with my Father of thee, and what I I see that I will tell thee. And uh, so Jonathan... And we can read on down through here, but Jonathan talked Saul out of killing David right here at this time, and uh, things was real good for uh, for a little while longer. And I, I'm I I get ahead of myself. I ain't careful because I I don't know what next week's lesson is. I didn't even look ahead, but. Uh, God will take care of us, uh, and and people people might say, well, what about all those guys in the Bible that got killed because they were preaching the gospel? God at the time at the time that happened, God was ready for them to go to their eternal home, and and they. They, they were doing their, their last final job for God in, in being killed because they were showing people that this is worth dying for. It's real. It ain't just something we dreamed up. The salvation I got down in my soul is the most real thing that I've got. I've had, I couldn't tell you how many cars I've owned in my life. And probably most of them's in the junkyard now. And I've lived in several different houses. And uh, they just keep deteriorating. you got to keep working on them. But what I've got down in Europe it ain't deteriorated. it's got better all the time. and the, the hope, do you remember the day you got saved? How could you forget that's it's possible, but uh. That's been, I was 15 years old, however many years ago that is, but that's that's the most real thing in my life. That's the greatest memory in my life, and my memory ain't all that great. There's a lot of things I don't remember. I've run into people that I went to school with and different things like that, and, And didn't have a clue who they were. And even some that I've worked with different places. And uh, they knew me, but I didn't know them. But I met Jesus when I was a 15-year-old boy. And I still know him. And he still knows me. And he don't. I appreciate having friends I appreciate my wife people people you can talk to but they're not always around and they can't help anyway sometimes but Jesus can and that, there's never been a time now I, I've been in a place where I couldn't pray before that was my fault but when I'm in shape And I can talk to Jesus anytime. If I've not got sin in my life, I can talk to Him. Don't matter what time of day or night it is. and You guys all know this. I say all the time, I can't tell you nothing you don't know. I'm just repeating stuff. But uh, being saved by the grace of God and living for Him is the greatest life there is this side of eternity. And we can't even imagine the other side. We just got little bits and pieces. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said unto him, Let not the the king sin against his servant, against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his servant, Works have been, through the word, very good. David treated him real good, but he, he, got, he was jealous and wanted to get rid of him. And, uh, but God, God had other plans, and he, he worked it all out. But, uh, for he did put his life in his hand and slew the Philistines, the Philistine, and the Lord wrought a great salvation for all Israel. Thou sawest it and didst rejoice. Wherefore then wilt thou sin against innocent blood to slay David without a cause? And uh, anything that we do that's wrong, we'll do it without a cause. There's there's absolutely no excuse. And I want everybody to hear this. There's absolutely no excuse for somebody that's been saved by the grace of God to sin. Now, I don't want I don't want to be misunderstood. We're all failures. And there's times in our life that we're going to mess up, do wrong or but there's no excuse for it. He told us to keep ourselves unspotted from the world, and He told us to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience the races set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, Despising the shame is set down on the right hand of God. So we we need to lay, lay everything aside, do our very best. And not our best will be failures, but do our very utmost best to follow God. Anybody got Anything? And Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan, and Saul sware, As the Lord liveth, he shall not be slain. And uh, i got a couple of scriptures wrote down here somewhere that I wanted to... Yeah, in, in, in Ephesians, there's a scripture that said, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That don't mean, that don't mean if, if your dad tells you to go kill somebody, you're supposed to do it. That's not in the Lord. Obey your parents in the Lord. That, if, and the only way your parents can be in the Lord is, is if they've been saved and, and they're, and they're living for Him and doing their best for you to get you saved. Then you can listen to them. Obey them. Now I believe I believe people ought to respect their parents and if they're telling them the right thing, they ought to do it. And uh, but like Jonathan, he was telling him to kill David. no way he should have done that in uh, in the book of numbers, it said, if, <clears throat> if a man vow a vow <clears throat> unto the Lord or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. So if you, if you make a vow, be careful that you carry it out. But in Ecclesiastes, said, when thou... Vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. For he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. So if we, if, if we tell God, I'm gonna, and and I've done this a lot of times, if we tell God we're gonna do something for him, we need to, we need to carry out that vow, and if if <clears throat> and I'm am I'm, I'm a bad failure, but when when I was when I was ordained, now I didn't I didn't say probably with my lips I can't remember, but I probably didn't say with my lips i I'm going to do everything the church needs me to do. Uh, but that's more or less what I was saying when I accepted. Farmer and, and Clarence Carter. I don't remember. I don't remember how if, if they told me to come down the basement over to the church on Albert Street, or. But anyway, we was down in the basement, and them fellas said, now, we want to know if you consider being a deacon of this church." and I told him then I said I'll have to pray about that and uh, and God satisfied my heart that I needed to do that so I told him, yeah later and uh, by, by taking that job though I was saying I was going to I was going to be a servant of the church and I failed that a lot but but uh God knows our heart. And whenever one of us every one of us joined this church and were baptized into the into the body, whether we knew it at the time or not, we all signed up for that covenant. And I know there's people and I don't know about in this church, but I know there's people that don't believe in that covenant. Parts of it anyway. And uh if they don't believe that parts of that, then they don't believe parts of this because this this book will back up every word there. And uh, uh, if it wouldn't, we wouldn't have it up there. And, uh, and Jonathan called David, And Jonathan shewed him all these things, and Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as times passed. So God, God God'll take care of us, and if if God's give you a job to do, He'll give you. He's already give you everything you need to do it. Peter said he'd given us all things that pertain unto life, so He's give us everything we need to do our job, and we're out of time.